This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Dubland Podcast. You dirty bag of listeners. With Suzanne and PJ. Living freezing. It's super cold. Ah! So what do we do now? Just have to stay cold. I'm going to have to fart again. I'd rather you didn't. I don't mean to. (laughs) Episode 4, Dubland Podcast. Here we go and all. Anyway... The Web Summit was the big thing this week. That's yeah. what everyone was was uh, shitting on about, I suppose you'd say, wouldn't you? I All the fuss about nothing. To be honest with you, I'll be straight up. I actually said the following, and actually Joey said the same following two statements. A, I thought it moved to Portugal. B, I don't get it. I, excuse my ignorance. I just, I don't, I don't get it. Is it just a load of nerds? Imagine the Antiques Roadshow, right? Yeah. So it's the Antiques Roadshow, except there's no antiques. It's like the direct opposite. So it's the it's the futuristic roadshow. That's pretty much what it is. So they talk about apps and talk iPhones. about apps and iPhones and all sorts of things. Now, there was deadly things there. I'd say it's like if you're into it. De- like, serious shit. Like there was a couple of things that I'd love to have. Right. Like the GPS for dogs. Did you see that one or hear me going on about that one? Surprise, surprise, it involves an animal. Oh, it was brilliant. You put the, it's a GPS collar for a dog. And now I know that sounds like ludicrous. Like you're looking at me like that's ludicrous. Carry on. Why would you need it? Loads of reasons why you'd need it. But if you lost the dog or if your dog is minding its own business outside its house and someone like PJ comes along and kidnaps it. Yeah, that, that was a week ago. And I didn't kidnap the dog. I was anyway. trying to find the dog's owner and home and the dog's now safe. And I've seen little pockets a few times since. And he seems to be getting on ground. <laughs> so he does. His name is Pockets. Pockets is the dog. Go on. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, you put it on the dog and then you can see at any stage where the dog, so the dog runs off. You have an app on your phone. You open up the phone, press the app. Where's the dog? You can watch exactly where the dog is. And see oh, it much... has like a little camera. No, it's like a little GPS uh, thing. So like Oh, Google sorry, Maps, you can you know? see where it's moving around. So you can see where he's gone and then you can go find the, your dog, which I think is an amazing thing. Are you not? I thought that owning a dog, you weren't allowed to let them... Oh yeah, but you know the way dogs have a tendency to do a runner or maybe you'll be in the park, a banger go off and they run away, they get a fright. I've found a couple of dogs and some of them haven't been chipped, can't find the owners and then this thing is an amazing thing. So you'd be just how much does it cost? Is it really expensive? People your dog as well. You know, dog theft is a big thing. Yeah, I've heard about this. This That's terrible. So you'd be able to just drive up and get the dog. It's about 150 quid or something. Like, it's deadly. And then there's another one, a canary it's called. You stick it in your house. It's like a plug-in alarm for your house. So you plug it in, you can watch the house. Uh, it, you know, it does a big squealing thing if somebody breaks into the house. At any stage, you can pick up your phone, look at what's going on inside your house. So the burglar, effectively, is there, I suppose. All you can do is say, hey, get out of the gaff and he can wave at you and tear off with all your gear. But at you least have you have a picture, picture of him. And 
Uh, unlike other house alarms, this is me being really domestic. Jesus, I feel 40. Fuck, what happened? You can then... Leave you for a week. If you move house, you just unplug it and take it to the next gaff. So it's not like you're investing in the gaff just to sell it to some other asshole who's going to oh, benefit like from all... Oh, like it's an alarm system that has to stay where you can bring it with you. Yeah, it's totally portable. In your face, In, your, in your face, aircon. So much. Yeah, so it's deadly. So that's what Did the web summit is all about. Did you go to the web summit? No, I would have not. I'm pretty sure that the web summit isn't summed up by things that are, are animal based. I'm sure there's probably. Yeah, I guess so. I'm sure there was other shit there that was of all kinds of interest. I did see the, it's the typical nerd kid being interviewed on the news. They always go for the nerdy kid, don't they? Or do you love a Those nerdy kid? Those kids are our future. Oh, they're not. Though. They are. They're not. They they're are. not our future. The f- kids who are our future are the, the morons. No, they're not. They are. the using me's. That's who's the future. Sorry. Yeah, I'm a moron. Let's now. face it. Yeah, we're not going to change the face of the oh, world. Oh no, I, I accepted that from a young age. We're not going to invent anything. We're not going to do an open heart surgery. The most no. we're going to do is donate a few quid to a hospital or a dog charity. Yeah, uh, which is a fine influence. I mean, my responsibility isn't to change the world. It's not no. to be an asshole in the world. That's my responsibility to and the I, world. That in itself is enough. Is enough. It is enough. Don't enough. be an asshole. Don't go out there and be a shit. <laughs> Don't just, annoy people. Just Don't live and let live. Yeah, just fucking get on with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, but they, they see these kids, man. I, I I always feel sorry for those kids. I always feel sorry for them. I do. I know they're geniuses, but... There's they no don't. They don't feel. They probably. Actually, to be honest with you, they probably feel sorry for you. They probably well, just they go, can, "Look at that idiot." Yeah, look at him enjoying his life every yeah. day. He, that him. kid, will be like a millionaire when he's fourteen. And you see, this is here in lines the thing, right? So, do you remember, like, you look back and like in retrospect, with kids at school who, like, I was never good looking in school. I'm not saying I'm good looking now, but I was an absolute like a duckling in school. I was skinny. I like had the shape of a boy. I wore very big glasses and somebody went, a great idea to get my hair cut into a mushroom bob. Horrendous. Um, so I was everybody's friend. I, I worked on personality really more so than looks. You know what I mean? I didn't have the total nerd thing down. I had probably 70% nerd, not fully 100% nerd down. But then they had the kids who had the 100% nerd who really didn't, they weren't able to have the personality. Like I was kind of a bit boisterous and kind of got kicked out of classes. Yeah. Probably just so people right knew I was there rather than just being one of the sheep, if you know what I mean. Yeah. But then the nerdy ones, you kind of go, where are they going to go? But then Nowhere. when they get, nah, wrong. So when they, they do really well in life and then they become really wealthy, there's always a bird who wants to buy into money. Do you know what I mean? You'll always find this bird with this really unattractive nerd. And you'll be like, what first attracted you to the multi-billionaire? You know, whatever yeah. his name is. But I don't know if nerds go like that. Do they? I don't think they do. I think ner- when you get Nerds a- need love too. No, like no, they've spent so many years by themselves in their bedroom. What's what's that word that you use? Wanking? No. <laughs> <laughs> that word? Because that's what nerds do. No, I, you, nerds do a lot of that. Interfering with themselves. <laughs> Annihilating themselves. <laughs> Annihilating themselves. Oh yeah, they do. Nerds to be annihilating themselves. We, we, the front. we cannot come back from that. <laughs> <laughs> they do. That's what they do. They lie down and they invent GPS collars for animals and they annihilate themselves in front of Red Tube or Pornhub or some other disgusting such carry on. Yeah, they can't get over. And then you say, Oh no, some rich person wants to marry them. No, they don't. No, I'm not oh, saying no, some... they'll be rich. Oh, they'll and be then rich, some yeah. some bird'll go, she won't care, she'll buy into 
she'll buy into the nerd. So yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, if you're out there, young kid, and I feel sorry. I don't care how rich you get. I don't care how beautiful your wife is. I'm always going to feel sorry for you, whether you like it or not. Yeah, they feel sorry for you. Um, anything else from this week? What have you? What have you got? Usually, you, you write shit down. So yeah, I wrote, I wrote some stuff down. I, what, what did I write down? I had a bit of a. I had a bit of a. I don't think it's called a midlife crisis. I think it's called well. Um, I, I would hate it to be midlife because that means I'll be dead by seventy. So we'll go with third life crisis over the weekend. A third of a life crisis. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what happened to me over the weekend. I've literally had a third of a life crisis, <laughs> and it's it was dark. Okay? Well, first things first, I'm pissed off with the Opal ad because there's a kid in the Opal ad who goes, "Can you not afford to buy an Opal?" It's a kid who has no income asking a grown man, "Can he not afford to buy an Opal?" And I'm lying in bed sick going. Well, no, I can't actually afford to buy an Opal kid, but neither can you. So that's, it began kind of around that. Actually, it escalated quite quickly from the John Lewis ad. Oh, yeah, yeah, because you love John Lewis ads. Love the you John Lewis You were all Lewis looking ad. forward to it last week. I was like really looking forward it. to it. Um, here's things I don't get in life and that upset me. Right. The elderly. Because I just, I just want to hug them. I just, ah, ah. I have this weird thing about the elderly that I'm like... Oh, other than my granddad, my guy's 91 and he's like, he literally, he's he might as well be a man of 50, right? But other than that, you know, you see elderly people, I want to stop them and ask them if they need a lift. Where are you going with your shopping and your That's dog? Can manners, I bring it? Like, what is? I've been stopping uh, ra- ra- like random elderly people and saying, yeah, all right. No, I just mean in general, do you need a hand with your shopping? Can I give you a lift home if it's raining? I don't like to see them. I don't want them to get cold or the damp get in. I hate the thought of anybody being lonely. It, like, it, my hormonal... Instincts can't cope with loneliness for anyone. I just hate the thought of anybody being lonely, right? So those two things. So there's the elderly and he's lonely on the moon. Right. And there is the third problem. The moon. What's wrong with the moon? Don't get the moon. What's right? wrong with the moon? Because I don't believe that man ever landed on the moon. Oh, it makes, Jesus. Well, here's the deal. Oh, it makes Jesus. no sense. Why have we oh, never gone God. back, PJ? You're one of those people. You're one of that. You're a denier. No, I'm not a, a denier. I'm yeah. not, no, I'm completely not. I don't even like conspiracy theories. I just don't understand that if we landed on the moon when, like, they didn't have, you know, iPhones, then how can we not land there now? It makes no sense. We could land there now. But could we? Yeah. Because why haven't they sent anybody up? Because they were like, oh, we'll end up going on holidays there. I haven't been on holidays no, to no, the moon. No, the furthest on. I've got is Portugal. Why do you, you don't climb Everest twice? Everybody does it individually. We've nothing to gain by going to the moon now. Well, Literally that's what they not say. not one single thing to gain well, by going to the moon. Well, that man is up there by himself. He's not up there. That's no one's going back for him. There's, there's nothing wrong with the moon. I can't believe you're really one of those people, a denier. You're a, a, you're a conspiracy theorist. I'm you not. You genuinely think the Americans never went to the moon. I just don't understand it. I just don't understand that if they said we were there, why don't we, if we have an iPhone, why is it not? I don't understand it. It makes no sense to me. So that started on Friday morning, which escalated quite quickly into, I didn't know what Metropolis was. The city and Superman. No, it was a festival on this weekend. Oh, I don't know what. So that what is. exactly? Didn't know that. I saw things. Had to Google it. I, I had know. to Google what Metropolis Festival was. So I was ashamed of myself. Right. So that got me through. Friday was pretty dark, and Saturday was even worse because then I sat there going, "There's all these things about feminists coming up." And about women in media and women in radio and not enough voices and waking the feminists. And I'm like, am I enough of a feminist? Oh no. You're giving yourself grief now for not being enough yeah. for the, being so enough I'm like, for the women's. Maybe I'm not enough for the women's. I'm like, I like the women's, but then and then I'm reading saying that apparently I'm not even straight. Apparently I'm bisexual lesbian and I and I'm yeah, a not I enough know. of a feminist. So it's been to be honest with you, it's it's all been too much this weekend. It's just there's that and then it all finished off on Sunday with what the fuck is on fleek? 
I don't know what fleek means. Exactly. Neither do I. What's fleek? I mean? don't know. I didn't Google it because I'd already had enough. I'd Jeez. Googled what Metropolitan's festival Metropolis. was. Yeah, that. I was questioning the poor man in the moon that no one's gone up to get and the elderly. And then I'm wondering, am I enough of a feminist because of my hashtagging the wake in the feminists? There's not enough women working 28% of it. Literally, it was. And you're a, gay. And I'm gay. Apparently. I'm married, have a child, mar- I'm living a lie with a man and gay. Yeah, apparently, that's good. According to that the media. That was a great story though. No women are straight was the story in the media this yeah. week. They said there's no such thing as an all straight woman. I totally would believe that. I buy into that 100%. Every man would buy into that 100%. I buy into that 100%. I would, no, not that there's no such thing, but I would say the amount of 100% straight women are so rare. They're like rocking horse shit. There is just, there's maybe one in America somewhere and she's and and by the Nonsense. way I'm not saying this I'm not picking on women indefinitely you are you're no. waking the feminists no I'm not no I'm telling you because I think it's the same with fellas I think it's the same with men men are the same there's a sexuality thing right nobody's right. one thing well, okay. you are one thing but but imagine it as a as a meter stick right so what have I just chosen Joey <laughs> So rather than a man, yeah, I've just chosen Joey. Joey. Right. Now, if Joey grew up tomorrow, or grew up tomorrow, if Joey woke up tomorrow and all of a sudden he had a magical set of tits and a vagina, you'd still love the guy. Right? I don't know. You'd need to ask what's-her-face Jenner about that. You would. Oh, you fucking would. Because it'd still be the same Joey. He'd just have a gay. No. And then imagine, right? So it's like paint. Do you ever see the way they do these things on yellow paint and then they gradually turn it into blue paint, right? Right. Yeah, we know what all the red is and we know what all the blue is, but you can never identify exactly where one turns into the other. It's all sort of smudged. So there's definitely fellas out there that are 100% straight, but there's hardly any. And then there's definitely women out there who are 100% straight, but there's hardly any. I reckon I'm sitting somewhere around 90%. Is this like you coming out in the podcast? Because if it is, we'll probably need to press releases. No, I'm not coming out. No, I'm a straight man. But are I you definitely know, by, by have your own looked at lads this... at some stage in my life and thought, given the choice, a man puts a gun to my head, right? And he says, right, you gotta, you gotta bang. Who have you got to bang? Right, you've got to bang Brad Pitt. No, you see, no, let's be realistic or, about that. You can't do that. Because, do. look, no, no, let's be realistic. Bang Brad Pitt, no, you can't have Brad Pitt. you got to bang that woman that uses heroin on the corner of Dame Street no. and shows her knickers to all the taxi men. This is unrealistic. I would go, fuck it, man. You do your woman. I'm going to take one for the team. <laughs> Oh, I'm saying I this. Hear you. I would suck the willy off that woman on the street. <laughs> I'd make a blowjob compromise oh. with the woman on Dame Street. Oh. I just say there's a def- there's a definitely a blurred line for everybody. There's some blurred line. I know that's a, a ridiculous. Of course there is because sort of I think I, I think human. I liked your analogy, but I think somewhere in human nature, of course there is. Like I think anybody who's you know intelligent enough will appreciate the female body will appreciate the male body do you know what I mean like as in I will look at a beautiful woman and think she's an absolute right you'd be jealous would you oh, I'd, I'd be looking at her going are you happy though I know but no I'm only joking but I can appreciate I'm not I can appreciate a good looking woman and be like she's a beautiful woman as you can appreciate a good looking man yeah but so I look I think at a that good looking man where... and I don't think oh you know, I wish I was him. Like, I look at a really good looking, healthy, fit man and I think, I wow, that's amazing. No, no, I'd be like, that's amazing. Look at him, he's, an, he's a man. Uh, but I look at him the same way I'd look at a fine, healthy giraffe. 
You know, like you'd see these animals. To be go, honest, your animal thing, I think we might have to, there might be something we need to, you no. know, look, look into. I don't know oh, if an yeah. intervention is needed again. There's because no, oh, I'm saying there's nothing sexual behind it. I look at, like the way I look at a nice giraffe running through the plains of Africa, I'll be, and David Attenborough's going, this giraffe is an amazing creature. This giraffe feeds once a year and has a pup that lasts for five years. I'll be like, wow. Mm. Wow. Mm. And so I say, I see a real good looking lad winning Walking a race. through Tala and you'd be like, and I'd be like, see, it's like, uh, that's exactly, that's as wild as it's going to get. <laughs> hey, Tala. So, yeah. Tarala. Tarala. Tara, the Taralas. The, yeah. the locals. If there were a giraffe in Ireland, you would probably live in Tala. It would suit you true. down to the ground. No, I don't think that. I don't think it would. that. You'd just they... have to bend over because not a lot of trees. You'd probably end up living in Wicklow. Yeah, You'd move out. You would, yeah, you go. They wouldn't way. be able to cope. We look at the housing crisis for giraffes. Not here. enough for here. Go on. See, there's a new Rocky film coming out. <laughs> now you see you're sneering. See you're sneering. There's a new Rocky film coming out. Oh, Rocky is the most amazing thing that's ever been made. But not story. real. No, but actually, it is the most amazing movie of all fucking time that has ever been made. And now they're making a seventh one. They've made a seventh one. It comes out in January next year. Uh, Creed. It's called Creed. So it's basically Rocky training Apollo Creed's son. son. What an amazing idea. There's never been a movie better than Rocky. Never. Never, ever, ever. I'm trying to think. No. I was exposed. My brothers used to make me watch all of these movies, but I, I liked Bloodsport. Was that Jean-Claude Van Damme? <sighs> yeah, Jean-Claude Van Damme. He's, like, he's, the, he's the beer salesman. The Belgian beer salesman. Does Coors Light. Yeah, Sylvester does, Stallone yeah. was the... Ma- you know the story of Rocky? No, you know how on. it happened? Right. It's an amazing story, right? Give us a Better minute. Better be. Give us a minute, right? You can always cut this shit out if you don't like it. But <laughs> basically, Edit Sylvester point. Stallone became a big fan of Edgar Allan Poe because oh. he was so cold in his house he was no money freezing cold mm. so we went to who the... better to, to like draw inspiration from than yeah. Edgar, Edgar Allan Poe I know yeah yeah you're either going to kill yourself yeah. or, or do something pretty amazing that's right? true so he goes to the library and he's reading Edgar Allan Poe just to stay warm just so he can stay warm okay. and then he gets inspired to write a script he locks himself into his house for a week and he sits down and he writes the Rocky script and one week he blacks out the windows he blacks out the doors he doesn't want to know if it's night or he doesn't know if it's day he just goes in he sits there he makes his fill when he needs it he shits and piss when he needs it he writes this script right and then he goes to pitch it Hollywood people they enjoy it uh, but they want to not cast him in it and they want to have someone else do the role of Rocky so he says no then he holds out again no more money he holds out again. He's now at the stage where his marriage falls apart. He's got nothing left in the whole world except for his dog, right? So he goes down to a liquor store, or an awful, as you'd call them here. Yeah. And he's standing outside the awful with the dog. And he starts trying to sell the dog to people for money. Now, oh, he has a script PJ. that he can sell for, like, you know, hundreds of thousands. But he's saying, no, unless I'm in it and unless they do it right, I'm not letting go. He sells the dog to a guy going past the office. A not week later... He gets, they accept the movie. They give him a tiny budget if he wants to be in it. They make the movie. It becomes Rocky, 1977. Rocky, the greatest movie of that year. Probably the greatest movie since we were ever made and born. The first thing he does when he gets his money, he goes back to the off license. He waits there. Oh, no, no, sorry, I got it wrong. They didn't make the movie. He's, they, they've made the movie. He's been paid, but it hasn't, they're making the movie. He's been paid. Right. Hasn't been released. They're still in the process. He's standing outside the off-license, waiting to see this guy with his dog. Guy walks past with the dog. That's my dog. Can I buy my dog back? He's there. No. He offers him $100. He says no. $200, $300, $500 in a part of my new movie. The movie is made. He's the referee in the fight. And no the way. dog in the movie is his actual dog. It's Butkus, the dog. <laughs> Isn't that an amazing story? In fairness, that is very impressive. It's an incredible... And now, 
I mean, 2015, 1977 was the first movie, and now 2016, he's doing the seventh movie in the Rocky series. That's dad. That guy is a tremendous fucking man. He is, is an inspirational. Now I know he can't speak worth a shit, and he's he all kind need to, of apparently he's, and he's more all, talented. But he's an incredible talent. People think he's just got given a script, and he's like, "Hey, mom, you know, you're a real guy, a dog, and it looks like punchy." Yeah, I got a few kicks in the face, and he broke my ribs, and there's yeah, USA. But he's actually. An incredible dude. And uh, Chris Rock, when he did his first HBO special, said, uh, oh yeah, he was talking to, uh, who was it he was talking to? Chris Rock was talking to, oh shit, I can't remember. Just gonna I wish I could help you with this. But... but basically Chris Rock was told, before you do your HBO special, watch Rocky. He will put your life in perspective and get you ready for the I, biggest I feel like I need ever. to go back and watch Rocky now. Yeah, oh, you do need to, yeah. Watch them all. No, don't watch them all. Watch Rocky 1, Rocky Balboa, which is the sixth one. Okay. The last one, which is an amazing film. And right. then watch Creed and you'll be set up. Is Creed, Creed's not made yet, though. It's out next year. It's out next year, yeah. Okay. Right, well... There I'll, you go. I'll, That's my I'll... recommendation movie of the week. I, can't, I don't think I could gush over that anymore without sounding no, like... Uh, like unless I go back. I think my paint gay thing has just gone well yeah. into the... Into the <laughs> Into a blurred colour. In fairness, if it was between the woman in the corner and Rocky, we know who you choose. Um, do you have a hero of the week this week? Do I have a hero of the week this week? Every week we do a hero of the week. Uh, so do you want me to start with mine? Yeah, yeah, you start with yours. I'm a little confused with my hero of the week this week, okay? Okay. So uh, it was at the beginning, it was kind of quite clear to me that I was going to go with Jack McCaffrey. Oh, yeah, because he's like Dublin All-Star, the main man. Player of the year. Player and he's the year. one of the only players uh, to go from young player of the year to go on and get player of the year. And he's incredible. Like He's just amazing. He's, what an athlete. He's so talented and he was so sick as well. Like the All-Ireland final, like he was really, really ill. Yeah, he had people very, didn't know this. No. He was on a drip and yeah. everything the day of the, the All-Ireland final. Yeah, and overnight he hadn't really slept. And even for anybody, if you have a bit of an eagle eye and you were watching it, when he was taken off, he actually left the pitch and went straight down the tunnel and was quite ill Like the minute he came off. So he had been really, really sick. I don't know whether you know this, but Jack McCaffrey's, and I actually don't know whether I should say this, but Jack McCaffrey's nickname with the Dublin team was Boo. Why is it called Boo? Have you ever seen Boo the dog? No. So Google Boo the dog. Boo the dog. Yeah, so, but (laughs) I know this, but now I've taken, I don't know him at all, so I've just taken to calling him Boo Boo. So every time he gets the ball, so I'm in Crow Park watching the All-Ireland, I'm like, come on Boo Boo, yay Boo Boo. Like I just think he's incredible. He's he so is. young, he's amazing, guy. and he's just brilliant. And it's the whole family. It's like one of those things. His, his sister, sister, yeah, his sister is an incredible football player. And of course, because women's football gets shit on, yeah, because women's sport doesn't taken seriously enough. She doesn't get the recognition no. she deserves. But she's it's an amazing, she's amazing. family. She's yeah. part of a legacy. Exactly. And if like, she had a penis, the McCaffreys would be seen like the Brogans. Plain and simple. That That's exactly what I was going to say. fact, because yeah. they are both amazing yeah. athletes. And he's like proving he's doing an All-Star solo. She played in a final this year. Yeah. Not a word, not a word. And do you know what it. was awful as well for her? I felt very bad. She just kept me referred to as Jack McCaffrey's sister. And it was just like... I know, yeah. She's got a name. You know what I mean? Um, so I started... Which we haven't said yet. No. <laughs> So it started oh, with that. Let's, Let's not say it. No. Just to be, just to be just, sexist. Yeah, just, yeah. So it started with that. But then RTE did this incredible documentary the other night, All Ireland Day. I didn't see it. If you love GAA, it doesn't matter whether you like Dublin or Kerry or anything to do with it. If you like Dublin GAA or GAA in general, you'll really enjoy it. So basically, it's just All Ireland Day from lots of different aspects. Yeah, deadly. So, it's, so it's like a fan's aspect, a ref's aspect. Yeah, Is that so it's it? the Rock family. They talk about the Rock family. They talk about this guy, Michael Joyce, who's in the Artane Boys Band. It's his very first time going out playing the flute, right? And he's practising that morning, doing the national anthem with his mom, and gets it wrong. And she's like, 
again, do that bit again. And then he get, she's on the piano and she's like, nailed it. So then I was like, maybe he could be my hero of the week because he's just pretty cool. But it shows the ref's point of view, right? Yeah. Because he's mic'd. My anxiety level, I tweeted about it, my anxiety levels watching, even though I know the outcome, my anxiety levels just rose again watching it, right? And then they put, then Kev Mack came on. You actually saw just how much Aidan O'Mahony dragged out of Kev Mack through that match. Swinging out. Oh, like hopping off him. And they were all hopping off him because he was the Kerry killer. And, you know, what a compliment for any GA player. The Kerry killer? Yeah. I mean, especially like, if you wear blue, right? Yeah. But, like, it's Kev Mack. He, like, he came on against Kerry. He scored that goal and he dashed their dreams a couple of years Last, ago. Last, oh, two years yeah, ago. So yeah. So they're, so this, so they're, like, they're dragging out of him. But I'm still. I'm still shouting at the referee that Aidan O'Mahony needs to get a card where we all know the outcome that Aidan O'Mahony got a black card and got taken off. But I'm st- So I'm living this All-Ireland Day all over again. Yeah, yeah, you're back in it. I'm like you're in, in the it. moment again. Yeah, yeah, I'm back in it. So I, there was a bit of me that kind of went, maybe my hero could be Michael Joyce because this kid from the Artane Boys Band because he was just, he was so, so cute. But then the ref, it like to see actually just the, he's, the interaction, every calls them all by first names. He's like, Dermot, just good. <laughs> Just cool it down, Dermot. So and he's like, Philly, Philly, you're getting the yellow, Philly. Okay. <laughs> Just take it easy, Philly. Okay. Good man, Aiden. Call him. It's what it is. It is what it is. It was unprecedented and I just thought it was such a beautiful tally. But I'm going to stick up my hero of the week this week being Jack McCaffrey because... I just think Boo Boo's a legend and there you go. Wait a minute. You started with him. You said it was going to be him. It was going to be him. Then it was going to be Kev McAmanman. No, it was never going to be Kev It was going to be the referee. Then it was going to be a lad from the holding the flute to the airtime boys band. He says, no, no, fuck it. It's going to be Jack. Yeah. That's what I came out with after all of that. After all of that. You made your deduction. I made my deduction. It was a live deduction of heroes. You have to go back and watch it. It was so good. I always wonder what the airtime boys band, like can, what's the story with them? Like, is it only Crow Park they ever play in? No, I've never seen play... them anywhere else. I know, they play loads of places. I Where, played... like, do they do birthday parties? Could I ring them and say, listen, I'm having a 40th. Uh, it's around the gaff. <laughs> Could you knock around? <laughs> it's a know. surprise party. For me. And I want you to learn killing me softly. Never know. And stand in the back garden. I'm sure their repertoire is good. Yeah, no, in fairness, I played a Kamoki Fela like in oh, like 1995, 96 in Limerick, and they played down there. Oh, so they sort of bounce Is it all GAA then? Yeah. No, I'm sure they do loads of stuff. Like, should they? Like, should they go off and do? Yeah, I think they're pretty in demand. I've never seen them anywhere. I'd love to dress as an Artane Boys fella for Halloween. They're pretty extravagant no, they're you, costumes. They're, you, they're, they're not costumes, they're uniforms. And uh, I'm pretty sure that you have to earn it. Now, the only thing I would say about Michael Joyce yesterday was he was cleaning his shoes with the uniform on, which oh, everybody knows is your polishing them pants, you're never getting them out. Yeah, but he had yeah. a little berry tucked away. Poor kid was absolutely shit. You got a trombone broke over your head That's carrying it. on like that. Your man who carries That's dangerous. the... <laughs> Thing the little the tawny tossy fella. Tossy fella. The little tossy fella. Yeah. How are you? Can you come to my house and bring the tossy fella with you? It's, it's, I mean, there's so many levels to the podcast today that I feel that. I know. It's, it's, we're all over the gaff. Yeah. I know who my hero of the week is. Mind right. I was speaking at the International Adoption Conference, right? So for anybody um, who doesn't know, PJ's adopted. Yeah, yeah. Why are you another one saying I never shut up about it? You're right too. Yeah, I never shut up about no, it. No, I'm just stating a fact. All right, no, it's People just... might go, why are you... It's like, if you don't know, PJ's adopted. I know, it's just... Be... No, because Joanne always says, Jesus, yeah, like you're like people. You're like vegans. She goes, "You people know you're adopted. How do you know PJ's adopted? Because it's just going to be... Wait 10 minutes and he'll tell you. 
that's what she always says about me. Like, it's going to come up. It's going to come up. But it's only because I'm actually, I, I don't have a problem with it, right? Uh, and I've come under fire from these weirdo uh, Facebook groups, right? Oh. These adopted people who think I've no right to tell my own story in public or whatever. I don't really know, right? But I was speaking at this, uh, the International Adoption Conference thing. And uh, it was great. It was really, really good. And it was me and a woman, Anne Ferris, who's a Labour TD. And there was another woman, Mary, who she had a very similar story to mine, except she was like the mother. So she gave her child up for adoption. Okay. And she had four more kids. And like in my case, I was the kid that was given up for adoption. Then there was four more kids after me. And then there was this girl from China, Ashling, who's from Port Marnock. Well, she was adopted from China. She's Amazing. From Port and she was 19 years old. And just listening to her, she was so unaffected by the whole thing. It was just, um, it was, she was such a breath of fresh air. You know, coming off Facebook and seeing people who are just like, you're a disgrace, telling your story as if with a smile on your face and you have no right to tell your story. I don't know what they think I'm saying because I only ever talk about my own story. I never talk about anybody else's. On anybody else's story. Yeah. It's not as if I'm walking around thinking Bespera House was the funniest place on earth or anything. Uh, but this girl, she was just so unaffected. She was amazing. And she was so unaffected that she was actually clued out of when it came to question time. She didn't really understand what the questions were. So, for example, one woman, she stood up in the audience and she says, uh, this is a question for Ashton. I have adopted a girl from China. She's 13 years old. We're going on a roots trip okay. to China. Yeah. And I was just wondering if you would have any advice for me or her for when yeah. we get to China. China. Now, there's a way you would think that answer is going to go. Ashling said, yes, I have great advice for you. When you're in China yeah. and you're eating food, they do this lovely kind of meat. And it doesn't look like it's cooked, but it is cooked. Uh, and I would definitely Brilliant. try that. Oh my God, amazing. <laughs> I was like, this is so, it was so natural. It was so lovely and it was so nice. And I was thinking, this person is everything I want adoptive people to be. Oh my she God, She was everything amazing. I wish I could be in an adoptive person. She literally didn't see any difference in herself at all. And she doesn't obviously look like her parents and she is, she's going through it and she's actively a part of it. She's 19 years old and she feels so like everyone else. I was just there, man, I felt proud of her. And her parents must be amazing. Like of course her parents they are. are so, they're obviously so clued in. And she said the only thing that ever upsets her and it probably sounds funny or casual to you or me because we'd all make this mistake. Is like she works in the restaurant and every so often people are like, so where are you from? She's like, I'm from Port Marnock. And they're like, oh, but where are you? Where are you really from? from? It's like, no, I'm really from Port Marnock. And yeah. Like, oh yeah, but you know what I mean. And then they'll so, and a couple of times people go, your English is very good. Are you learning English? It's like she doesn't know a word of Chinese. It's like, like she speaks, literally speaks more not, Irish. It's not ignorance. It's naivety. It's just In those naivety. cases, it's naivety. It's not, it's not in any way ignorance. It's yeah. just naivety. Yeah. So she's your hero of the week. Yeah, she's definitely. That's made me smile Ashley. from ear to ear. Yeah, she story. is hands down like the, my hero of the week. She made my whole week. She was brilliant. She oh. loved meeting her. Obviously, I told you like that I was having my third life crisis and you that did. everything was consuming over the weekend. I was actually, in fairness, I was actually the sickest without being dramatic. of the sickest I've ever been in my entire life this weekend. Oh, no. I got like a bug and it was horrendous. But anyway, uh, how my husband hasn't divorced, left to throw me out a balcony window. It's still time. Yeah, it's still <laughs> early in the week. I may, may, maybe one more button I need to press. Um, I need to get there. But anyway, do, have you ever had that? We'll get you adopted. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine, it's like wife for adoption. Oh, you know. By the way, oh, I got to tell you, I tried to adopt Joanne McNally. Did I ever tell you that? Oh, yeah, she's. Th- I, oh, sorry for sticking this in and this cutting off my story. But she's thirty-two years old, right? Right. Uh, and then we realised when we were researching our adoptions that 
our birth families, both mm. of our birth families were from 15 minutes away from each other. Right. Literally 15 minutes away. Okay. And then we started saying, my God, we're related, right? Because our imaginations, we're comedians, our imagination ran away with us. Yeah. We just couldn't control ourselves and our nonsense. And then we started noticing, look, we've got all these things in common, right? Like we both have squishy noses. Look, see the way my nose goes all the way through. Well, you do as well. You're literally the only other person either of us have met with that. Really? Literally the only other person. We're That's very, very special. And then... No bone. Yeah, no bone. Yeah. yeah. Look, it's unbelievable. You're literally... I can't wait to tell her. She's yeah. going to be really excited. We'll she's send actually, her a picture. I bet you she's going to come in. Of our nose. Oh, yeah, yeah. we got to send we'll her... We'll tweet her a picture uh, of the nose. Uh, yeah, a nasal okay. selfie. Yeah. And then... Uh, we realised, you know, we love the same taste in runners. We're both in like Air Max all the time. Right. Uh, we both dress well, like literally. lesbians and neither of us are one. Uh, <laughs> so we started noticing all these different things and we were like, wow, we must be related. But we, we realised we're not, right? Okay. So I says, I'll, I'll adopt you. For the crack, right? Because her birth father doesn't want to know her. Okay. He won't talk to her. Yeah. So I said, well, I'll adopt you. I'll, I'll be your father and it'll be hilarious. If nothing else, it'll be hilarious. So I rang the adoption people in Ireland, right? I rang them. I said, I want to adopt and the man said, yeah, okay, no problem. I'll send you out the forms and you have rated them. And you tell me what you think, if you have any questions. I went, oh, no, no, no. I know who I want to adopt. It's fine. And he didn't really know what to say. And he said, can you explain to me what you're talking about? And I said, this yeah. This is how a lot of, a lot of police questioning starts. It is, I know. I know. You see, at the time I was just excited. I didn't realise how fucking yeah. odd it actually okay. was, right? So I know, he says, no, I want to adopt my buddy, uh, Joanne. She's 32. <laughs> and then he told me that I was out of my mind, basically. In a really nice and kind of polite way, he said, look, you're you're out of your mind. You can't apparently adopt an adult in Ireland. You can't. Once you turn 18, you're out of the loop. Oh, really? Which I didn't know. It's illegal, yeah. I had no idea it was illegal. Uh, so he said, you can't adopt an adult. Thankfully, uh, I tried to go around the... Or not thankfully, but I tried to go down the line then of, you know, Joanne's not an adult. She's actually extremely immature for her age, but even that wasn't enough. But there you go. Yes, you can't stop another. And a little bit of trivia I picked up this week. Although in the US, isn't there currently a case going on of a gay couple, a homosexual couple? Um, they are father and son. Now, stay with me on this. Have you heard this? I know what this so is, yeah. So they're father and son, but they're partners. But because they had absolutely no legal rights to each other, the older gentleman in the relationship adopted the younger gentleman in the relationship because they never so believed... So they could be family. Yeah, in their lifetime that they would see gay marriage... Legal, yeah, legalized, and Proposition now it has been. Fifty-eight or whatever it it's is, it's all been yeah, it's all yeah. been changed. Um, so they they can now legally marry, and they could be both. But so, <laughs> so now, now they're gay people are allowed to legally marry. Yeah. They can't because because yeah, they're father and son. Yeah, <laughs> that's such a shitty situation. It's such. And they're a so shitty... old, like they, so. There must be oh. something. I, he definitely was older than eighteen. Do you know? I you know, but it's I such I, a I, shitty situation. And then you get all these. Like, you know, right-wing anti-gay people going, so that's it now, is it? The gay boys, they want to ride each other's young fellas now, is it? And they don't know the story. They have no idea what the content is. They secure each other's future yeah. and they literally went to the, like, the last resort last was resort. father and son to make sure. Good fucking idea. Yeah. I mean, it's actually yeah. a good idea. It you is. know, they make Very sure good. that they legally had something to tie yeah. them together as a family, yeah. I'm pretty sure there's a farmer somewhere in Ireland who married his farmhand to make sure that he got all of his land. <laughs> or will be married. Something like that. Oh, tells that story. Equality of marriage is there. I'm definitely going to marry a lad and give him a passport for a few Why? quid. Why? Why is that? A few quid. You know what I mean? Women have had that sort of market rounded up for years. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. You just could marry it. There's all these lads, you know. Yeah, uh, that's what we do. Um, to be honest, when will you go... marry me and I will give you 600,000 euro of the. Yeah, yeah, no bother. Come on in. Come on in. I will walk you down the aisle, buddy. I promise I will, you, I will make you a happy man. No problem. 
I will. <laughs> and even a thank you, Mr. Gallagher. It's mi- what's your second name? Al Jabbar. You can call me Mrs. Al Jabbar, buddy. We're in it together. I'll change my name and all. Um. <laughs> I just think it's a handy few um, quid, isn't it? Yeah, listen. You know what I mean? Money's money. Um, sorry. So as I was saying, for my third life crisis, uh, was that seeing? Have you ever been so unwell that you're like, by hell or high water, I'm moving out of this bed? Yeah, I have. Yeah. Well, hell or high water nearly happened the other morning. Oh no! Um, because there was a bomb scare around the corner from me but it was one of the first times in my life that I actually went if they had have knocked on our door and said there's a bomb scare I would have just looked at them and gone I'm taking my chances who does bomb scares anymore they're so 1980s it was a, I know it was a viable uh, thing as well but no I could, it could have been like some kids just google it yeah. do you know what I mean on, because it, it literally was found around the corner and there's been one found in, there was one found around like three months ago as but well but it was viable it was an actual bomb mm. So who does that anymore? I don't think anybody's claimed responsibility for it. Not the scouts, nobody. Do you know? Not What's the, the best scouts, them? Uh, what, are the, what are the name of them lads? ISIS, they claim everything these days. They do, actually, yeah. The, you, mm. you misdeliver mail and they claim it these days. <laughs> don't they? They jump on everything. We, that was us. On post, that's mine. Yeah, it couldn't possibly have been it you. Is. Yeah. What are you talking about? I ordered 42 party plates. Give me it. Um, yeah, so that was one of the moments that I kind of went, you know what? I'll take my chances. If the bomb squad come knocking on my door, they can fuck right off. I'm but not moving. Yeah. See, that's the thing. I love that about Ireland. I love this about Ireland. I love it. This is one of my favourite things about being Irish. We're sitting down in a restaurant or a hotel. A fire alarm goes off. And we're off. Oh, gee, will you turn that fucking thing off? Gee, that's not I me. Mean, fucking starters ruined. <laughs> you know what I mean and it goes to the extremes that you're sitting your gaff like you yes. you're not feeling the best no, I you're was... watching the Netflix you're I wasn't having... even I was on death's door at that oh, stage oh you were on death's door the legs were up you know yeah. you had the head back and then someone knocks and says, there's a bomb outside and you go well tell them to blow it out their arse I'm not getting out of bed I don't give a fuck if it's the IRA the UDA ISIS the Taliban or the American fucking military they can fuck off yep. I'm not in the humour I'm in Lucan <laughs> I better shit to worry I haven't even done the shopping <laughs> my husband's at work <laughs> He's going to come home in a bad mood. Do you think a bomb worries me? Get fucked. <laughs> I've shipped my child out for the day. That's how sick I am. So I just, that was how I felt about it. So, I was just like, I couldn't have given a It says a lot a about fuck. you, Suzanne Kane. You're like a no bullshit woman. I mean, what would it take to threaten Suzanne Kane? How bomb. would you have to do? What would I have to do to scare Suzanne Kane? Dress as a here. clown. <laughs> a bomb won't dress as a clown. That's amazing. The logic of you, Suzanne. A bomb outside the house. So what? Dress as a clown. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> a bomb with a detonator no problem or a clown with a detonator no bomb not, not even nearly scary no just, just a clown in general yeah so that was me the other day it was just like I can't so yeah so that was my third life crisis thankfully I'm over it yeah obviously yeah well you were um, never really too uh, too into it by the sounds but you weren't bothered at all no you know that's, that's it what do you think about the 1916 chocolate bar what there's a bar did you not see the 1916 chocolate bar gone off I presume 2 oh god why did I miss that? That fucking joke so obviously missed it. Now there's a chocolate bar. Uh, yeah, commemorate 1916 and there's a load of shit. There was a whole load of uh, scandal over it. Really? Yeah, people were really upset. Why? That you can't put 1916, like the dead leaders of the 1916 rise in their face in the chocolate bar. People are saying it's really disrespectful. But I, I, maybe delicious? But maybe delicious. You see, this is the thing. What type of chocolate is it? They don't even bring that up. See, people ignore the big stuff. Has anybody uh, tasted it? No, not, not that I know of. Is it in like a green and gold wrapper? This is what I see okay, it in. It's in a white wrapper, okay? Oh. And in the back, you see the GPO and it's burning. And then you see, you know, mm. uh, James Joyce and 
you know, all the lads, Pierce and the whole lot, they're all there together. Thomas Kent, the whole lot. Okay. They're all there on the on the wrapper. And that's pretty much it. And it's two ninety nine, which I think is the most offensive thing of the whole lot. Three euro for a bar Three of chocolate. Three euro for a for small what? bar of chocolate. Like you can shove that in your Am I right? you know, in your Tokyo or Yeah. Uh, so that's the and but people are getting really, really upset about it. I genuinely don't know what the fuss is. You know what I find worse than that is like, Go you on. know, buying a fox with a leprechaun hat out of Carol's gift shop for a euro. And How dancing is a fox young representative fellas. of Ireland? I don't know. But it's just like, you know, Belrons with, um, you know, little leprechauns on them. And, you know, uh, although I find stuff like that or Irish pubs in America that have like little dancing leprechaun men outside them or like a... a Everyone's got to make a living. A midget jumping around in a pair of black shoes and a hearty ho-ho and a, and a red wig. Top of the wig. morning to you. That to me is worse. But yeah, anyway. that's true. Well, I suppose what's probably more offensive is some supermarket in the UK. They had a dead dummy lying over a table selling poppies like as in a fallen soldier <laughs> that's hilarious how could you be upset by that that's ah, oh, people are oh god you so, can't do anything like if you know you could you could get upset about the 1916 chocolate bar or else you whole... could be in the UK where they have a supermarket has a table with a dummy of a dead soldier with poppies all around him that you could but be that's a... hilarious look obviously that's funny I'll tell you why that's funny because the person that set it up was really well-meaning. Yeah. And they thought this would be representative of the people that gave their lives for us and our freedom and they're, you know, they're dressing up and then they didn't realise it looks so ridiculous. What have you got, Rupert? That they well, went... <laughs> what we're going to put out is a dummy, he's going to be wearing full armour and we'll surround him in puppies. Not puppies. Yeah, see, that's just someone that had half an In idea, remembrance. and nobody picked him up on it, and he Great ran work, with it, Rupert. and he forgot to. He forgot he was building it in a supermarket. He forgot that it was a display in a supermarket, and he lost one. He was a well-meaning guy. He was. Yes, he was. It was an his idiot. one. Sh- it was his one shot at merchandise, yeah. and he's been cut. He's Look, back on tails. Beep. He was. A, he was Beep. an idiot. But for God's sake, you can't. There's people that ruin. Have him sacked for that. There's there's plonkers out there will have him sacked for that. He could be actually already in the uh, dole line. If you're out there, I'll adopt you, Rupert or whatever the fuck your name is. <laughs> Don't let them get you down. You did your best. It's concerning. They're robbing the animals and the amount of people that you just want to adopt in general. I know, yeah. Big heart, big heart. Or just a weirdo. Hard to say. 